Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Daily Hi-Fi Podcast, everybody. We do this Mondays, 4 p.m. Pacific, 7 p.m. Eastern. What's with, up? Yeah, yeah. With us today, we've got Tim. Hey! Hey! <laughs> Tim, what happened? Yo, what's going on? I don't know. I'm just laughing. All right. Hey, how are our levels? Because uh, Tim is in charge of the, the live Oh, I'm audio on, here. I'm on, you know, 4K 120. I'm on. Were you okay for levels? Yeah, everything seems fine. Why? All right. Are we talking Avicii levels? What kind of levels are we talking about? All right. Well, you guys, let us know if uh, you know if the audio the is too loud. <laughs> because we're just setting up. As you can tell, this is not our normal spot. So mm-hmm. uh, we're we're ready about like I don't know thirty seconds before. Oh, go yeah. I just I drove in. Yeah. I just drove in. Um, what's up, Master Juan? What's going on? Oh yeah, my birthday was cray cray. Ike, how you doing? Sean's in the house. We've got Ben. We've yeah. got what's up, A-A. Ben? Ben, I, we met Ben. Yeah, met ben. you met Ben where? At your event? At the event? Yeah, yeah. He, I think Sweet. he's the one who won the uh, the monolith audition, the five channel system. Yeah. Winner, so winner, chicken dinner. Yeah. We got Mike in the house. Uh, who else? Reverend Slim's here. Larry, what's up, Larry? What's going on, buddy? Gotta love Larry. He always like he likes every post I put on Threads. It's always boom, first person up to Larry. <laughs> support, right? Yeah, the support. I love it. Yeah, we, every day, I Jay. Larry what's up? too. We're everybody's trying oh, yeah? to figure out is it Larry or some other name? Like I don't. Why? Why were people confused about his name? Yeah, I have I no idea. We got with Larry or or the other name. Why Brian? I don't know. Who's Brian? Brian. Who's Brian? I don't know, Brian. Larry, no, I know Larry Spiegel. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Congrats on the win, Ben. Angela says. All right. Yes. He was excited. Ben was. Yeah. Very good. Sean says, "I, Joe, I did want to go to the two-day event, but over stuff. Okay, over stuff blocks me from coming. Hopefully, the next time, uh, next event is coming. Yeah, maybe. I think I might do another one." I had a good time. I think everybody else had a good time. Event ended at four yesterday, but I ended up going home at eight. So just because everybody wanted to hang out. Everybody was you have, I'm like, I heard you had donuts. I had somebody brought donuts. Oh, yeah. Clay. Clay brought some donuts. It was a good time. It was just good people. Yeah. yeah. You know, Clay was there the first day and then he came back the next day. I'm like, oh, yeah. So it's fun, especially for the, the folks who are patrons. Here, what do we call it? Members now. Members. members. Yeah. So members of Daily Hi-Fi, like Scott, you know, just because we talk so often. Tim brings some personality. This guy, Tim brings some personality to the show. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yeah, he does. What else? Uh, Mike says, Joe, do you still have some gear for sale? I want those SVS elevation speakers. Oh. I still have them. I still have a lot of stuff. So, yeah, I, I, my, my shelves are clear here. Yes, they are. And I'm very happy about that because that means I have more space to review more stuff. And then and more we'll stuff's on the way, the, right? We'll just have to do the whole thing over again, yeah. you know? Probably. Yeah, maybe I'll bring some stuff. I got a storage unit. I got it. Well, empty. you know, how about a post birthday? Like, we missed your birthday. Yeah. Because you were out doing, what were you doing? What were all, you doing? All kinds of stuff. Aside from the Taco Bell stuff, <laughs> what else did you do? <laughs> what else? Did, so, um, I was learning some Atmos tricks by uh, from Nick Reeves, a uh, Grammy-nominated Atmos mixing engineer. He did all of uh, 
the spatial mixes for Bob Marley's catalog um, mm-hmm. that you'll find on Title, which are he played a couple songs and some good stuff there. And um, oh, August twenty sixth to twenty seven. Oh, oh yeah, because Joe, not like I'm going to remember that, right? Yeah. Well, so yeah, if if twenty sixth twenty seventh is free. I actually. I mean, I had a good time, so we'll see. That's next weekend. I actually don't have anything going on. I'm not going to be here. Tim Tim's won't not be here. Oh, we can't do it then. We can't. Yeah. Tim's not here. Yeah. Joe, you got to fly him out again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> again? No, he didn't. Fly maybe him if, out. We, if we get some <laughs> uh, some super chats and some new members, maybe we can afford to do something. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not balling like that though. I mean, I am rich though. Oh yeah, very yeah, rich. I'm very rich. As you can tell, he's here. He's here at the house, and so. I mean, at the mansion. Yes, it's a mansion. It's quite the, the mansion. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice place. AKA my garage. I, I, I dig it. I dig it. Joe's got a nice spot. <laughs> Joe's got a nice spot. Oh uh, yeah, man. Yeah. But yeah. So, what did you think of uh, of L.A. Cali, SoCal? I don't know. Okay, I came up with a couple things. All right. First, you, first you have different trees here than Wisconsin. Mm-hmm. Trees are just totally different. Even your what what I would call pine trees are odd looking, and then also, those are those those aren't pine pine trees are odd looking. Yours? Are you sure they're not? Uh, I don't know what they are. Cell phone towers? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a few more of those probably. Yeah, and those are like hidden ones. Yeah, and then and then you got police officers on motorcycles. Mm-hmm. That's not a thing over there. Well, they don't have that. Maybe one in okay. the whole city of Madison that patrols once in a while, All but right. not often. And then you got a whole bunch of Teslas. Whole bunch. Well, how many were at the event? Just like, you know, we had a small group of people, probably like 20 something, yeah, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah. And uh, how, I think we had like a couple Teslas already yeah, there yeah. out of 20. So oh, I, it's just all the driving. Ben, ben says he can bring his turntables. Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I, I I don't I don't use turntables anymore. I, unless you got Serato, I could put some tracks on your laptop or something. All right, I don't make something happen. Who knows? Who knows? But yeah, it was, a, it was a good time, man. It was a good time. I showed Magic Beans. I explained how it worked, and you know, I had these guys record it just in case somebody wanted to, you know, wanted to get funny and try to swoop up on the idea and stuff. Because the idea is this: mm-hmm. I don't want to. Uh, I don't know. Lately, I've been kind of just hinting at what it can do, things like that. But I'd rather yep. just explain how it works, be open about how everything works. And if somebody wanted to do it manually, they could, although it would take them like six to eight hours, where using the app would take them 20 minutes. 20, 20 minutes, minutes, baby. So, yeah, Chana, you did it, right? Yep. What's the difference between the first time we had to do it manually versus next time? I'm like, just do it and call me after you're done. Yeah, it was super easy. It's very straightforward. Yeah, I thought it was. Uh, thought it was great. Yeah, so I, I had them record me talking yeah. about it, so it's on record. Did you know? Have you have you looked at it yet? The video? Yeah, I have not okay. done it. I went home and I tried not to stand. I was walking around the whole time, moving stuff. It was it was kind of busy. Yeah, yeah. Like I was. Yeah. I, 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 I just bring it up because uh, Scott. Was whipping out adapters and microphones and all these other stuff. Oh, he so, came prepared. He did come prepared. That was funny. Yes. Um, Reverend Slim says, 
plant the magic bean in your yard. Yes. What is uh everyday Jay says Tesla is in the California car starter pack. Yep. <laughs> yeah, I think it's just that there's so much driving. Did you notice yeah. that you have to drive a lot? I yeah. We went through a whole tank of gas in about a week. Okay, so with all that driving, it's kind of handy to have a car that yeah. where you and don't we didn't go take gas every day or or every and we didn't go far a couple of days, but yeah. Right. So anyway, we'll talk about that a little bit more. I'm sure there are gonna be some folks who were there at the mm -hmm. event, and I'll talk about more stuff that happened. Um, kind of go back and forth. Uh-oh. Ugh. Oh. Stupid. All right, here. I'm trying to pull up some pictures here. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's Scottio. You see? He says, what up? Scottio. Instead of, because it's Scott, right? Uh-huh. And we always like say SC audio. And uh -huh. he's like, no, it's supposed to be Scottio. Oh, very cool. Yeah, oh, he just he just did a review to what is it? Maybe today mm -hmm. of the monolith the uh, 5.1 system or gotcha. the THX, those compact satellites that we all use and rave yep. about. Um what's it called? Aaron also did a review today. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. I saw that on the yeah. while I was waiting at the airport. Oh, by the way, Joe, you know when I was talking to you last night? Yeah. I totally missed my flight, bro. Totally missed my flight to Reno. Like it was one of those things where it's just like it was it was the perfect storm for me to not make the flight. All right. So, so I was sitting there um, at the gate and the guy, um, you know, the little megaphone thing, not megaphone, uh, what is it uh, over the PA system or whatever, mm -hmm. his stuff was broken. So he's like, Hey, I'm just going to have to shout at you guys. And then the screen was also broken. So there's no boarding. There's no this and that and the other. We just had to listen to this guy talking. And so, mm -hmm. and I wasn't facing it because there was no seats. And so I talked to Sasha and then I was like, oh, we're going to board in like 10 minutes. Okay. Talk to you later. Boom. Get on the phone with Joe. Want to know what the uh, event was all about. And then we start, start talking and then I hang up and I'm like, 27 minutes. What time is it? 844. I'm like, oh, the plane leaves at 839. And I like ran over there. Like, where's the Reno flight? And they're like, oh, it's gone. And I just got this sinking feeling. I was just like, oh, how did I miss that? And I'm like, oh yeah. If they were calling my name, the guy was just like, Mr. De Silva, Mr. Like the, he didn't have it on the intercom thing. And so like, right. I totally missed it. He's probably saying your name weird. He's like, Shanna, 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 China, all kinds of shit, <laughs> you know? So I was just like, oh God, what am I going to do? I ran over there and they're like, oh, this is our last flight, but we have one at 9 a.m. I'm like, okay, put me on that one. Right. And there's nothing else to do. Go to hotel right by the, uh, I need <laughs> the one time. Chana needed audio. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Sweet irony. <laughs> but hey, I can laugh about it now. I mean, it yeah, didn't, yeah. didn't cost me anything. Just another night. Although Sasha was like, because I would have landed in Reno at 11 p.m. And then I would have gotten home at like 2 a.m. If I drove, she's like, maybe you should just stay the night in Reno and drive in the morning. So I ended up staying in L.A., flying to Reno and driving in the afternoon. So. On in here. That's right, I do. Uh oh. Thank you. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you. All right. Oh, you got your you got your jungle juice. You ready to go, Joe? That's right. I'm ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So uh for those of you that are interested, 
Uh, I went to Sweetwater. If you don't know what Sweetwater is, it's a uh, big, big online. They have a huge online presence uh, for professional audio equipment, uh, along with instruments and all that kind of stuff. So they, uh, so I went to Fort Wayne, Indiana. That's where they are. And uh, I was going to go to this thing here. Oh, where is it? Present. Here we go. Boom. I was going to this place. Boom. Look at this. Look at this Studio okay. B. Look at this. All right. Yeah. So what we got here? Some some wides. We've got this. They have a nine point one point four. Oh, oddly enough, this guy he really he's really about his optimal or ideal setup is a nine nine one four. He says nine one four to mix on. So I thought that was pretty interesting. So not not six high channels, uh, but nine. Let's see. I know I, that's what I said though. Techno dad. Yeah, I know that's what you said, ass. Uh, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong. You're all. You're all wrong. You're all all wrong. Where Maybe I should uh... make a two-hour video about about. <laughs> yeah, it. I know. How wrong is. Yeah, exactly. All right. So here's a quick. I can't play any uh, music, you know, obviously, but um, here, there's a guy, Nick Reeves, uh, Grammy-nominated um, Atmos mixing engineer. He's done all, a lot of spatial mixes for all the big. And then this guy here, he's the um, PMC um, representative. PMC are the okay. speakers All right. that, um, um, that were there. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, I'm not even going to talk about speak. I think the, the speak to the speakers are banging. I don't know how they measure, but damn, it was legit, like shaking the crap out of the room. Like four subwoofers. And each of those things had a uh, dual eights and then yeah. another dual like four eights below it and then the subwoofers were four eights uh it was pretty wild pretty That's wild crazy. um you, you know what one of the funniest things um that uh, one of these you know some of these people are saying they're like they're like well you know how i said uh at most you know you if you make it look like the renderer you're you're at most setup it's going to be in line and you'll have the same coverage, you know, in that square shape. And a lot of people are like, oh, well, nobody puts any sound into the corners. Who puts sound into the corners? This guy. This guy yep. puts it. Look, look, look how many sounds are in the corners. Look all over this place. Look at that. Yeah, no sound in the corners. Who puts sound in the corners? Who puts sound in the corners? This I mean, guy. some of these guys have done some pretty legit stuff that you're telling me, right? Yeah, no, he did. He did some awesome stuff, and we we listened to like these are his um these are the actual Atmos master files that he mm -hmm. was playing from the previous mixes he's done. He's done a lot, all the Billie Eilish stuff, all the Phineas stuff. Um, yeah, you know, here's a quick little look at that. So, oh, oh, we got a little motion, we got a little motion, we got a little mm -hmm. motion. Yeah, so. They they told me also not to like take so much video because you know Don't so take I just so kinda, much video. Well, they had the tracks. He he did a mix from start to finish or from scratch from an empty project. So that track was an unreleased track. So we can't you know have any content about that. I got it. Um, I see Reverend Slim says those Billie Eilish mixes are amazing. The the one he just showed from the Barbie movie, um, what what I'm made of or something like that. Oh, so good. So good. He played that for us. And um well, oddly enough, oddly enough, he did the Atmos mix for that. And then they gave it to the the uh movie people, and uh they didn't want to put it in the movie as Atmos when they played her song. 
Hmm. Even though it's mixed in Atmos. Weird, huh? Yeah. yeah. How uh, didn't you say something about Bob Marley? I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. He died. Yeah, he did all Bob Marley's catalog, and dude, it was legit. It was legit. And I, I got to ask a few very important questions, and I was asking stuff that all the other people had no, they no, they they weren't even talking mm. about it. Or one of them was like, "How? What's what to do with the LFE? How do you deal with the LFE? You know? Well, don't give so, out all your secrets. I'm not telling. Saying. Yeah, yeah. Not saying. Okay, I I had to pay through the nose to go to this thing, yeah. and uh, I I also kind of like was like, hey man, you know, my wife's already pissed at me because it's my birthday, and uh, they're like, oh, it's your birthday today? I was like, yeah, you know. Uh, so one of the things because he's like, you know, uh, what do you guys want to get out of this? And I was like, well, I would really love because I brought some Atmos master files of mine. If you can play this. Just give me a critique because I would love to get feedback to make my Atmos mixes better and, and mm. you know, and learn, you know, and he's uh -huh. like, oh, you know, maybe if we have some time at the end, we didn't have any time at the end. Uh, but he's like, oh, dude, just email me. I'd love to hear it. I was like, oh, cool. So. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So uh, did you get a chance to talk to him about your spatial audio calibration tool? Yes. At all? And, and then like, at lunch. find that useful at all or. No, no. I mean, uh, or... Well, they they wanted a little background on each of us because everybody mm -hmm. there was a mixing engineer um, that is getting into Atmos, and I saw some of the dudes like setups. Man, they're like they're way better than mine. I mean, they spent a hell of a lot more money than I did. Um, but uh, yeah, so I kind of went in. I went into the little spiel, like you know, I'm I'm not doing this, you know, um, professionally to mix people's music. I, you know, you know, my colleague and I are creating. A bunch of Atmos stuff. We actually created a spatial audio calibration toolkit in which you know we made 160 Atmos files and developed them and put them on a Blu-ray disc and released them to our YouTube viewers and blah blah blah. And I'm like, I'm just kind of here to you know pick up a few things and you know uh, learn yeah. some new shit. And then they're like, Oh, okay. And I did find out. I you know I asked them. I'm like, Hey, do you ever listen to your mix um, on a consumer level product? And he said, Oh yeah, I have a 712. Uh, configuration at home in my living room and uh he's like yeah i run a denon uh receiver and all that kind of stuff so yeah i'll listen to that um uh on my own system i was like oh, okay cool so hey the, dude dude knows what he's doing so i got some got some of his tricks i'm gonna put in some mixes and uh yeah we're i thought you said i thought you said chana that these guys don't have a consumer level system some some don't some don't most, I know. Most, of the, most of the guys in the crowd don't i'm just, I'm just saying crowd. you I know. know you know some some people do some people do i mean so. this guy knows what this guy definitely knows what he's doing right okay. right and um yeah his how approach how many took this class huh how many people took this class like 12 oh very private, small, actually. Yeah, yeah, no. very small. Yeah, so I got to ask questions, and like he was just looking, he was just looking right at me. He was just answering my questions, you know. And I, I realized I had to get in there because this one dude over here just was like, "Oh," I was yeah. like, "He's all name dropping about these mixers," and like, "Oh," I was like, "Oh man, I, like I, I need to get in there and ask some questions other than make make sure this trip was definitely worth it." Yeah, of course. Um, because um, Joe's like, "Oh man, you should come out to the thing." I'm like, "Ah, eh, let me do this first. Yeah. Um, no, it's definitely worth it. Hundred percent worth it. And uh, I'll make a little bit of a. I'll make a video. And then Sweetwater people are like, hey, uh, are you going to be around for another day or two? Maybe we can shoot some content, dude. Their studios are 
fucking crazy. Like they just have studios and people can come rent the studio mm-hmm. and record. So they have like they have some big names coming through there this week um, yeah. that are just using the um the studio. Some people just use the studio um and they bring in their own engineer and they're just mm-hmm. Sweetwater's just providing the studio space, right? Um well, and, yeah, uh, I mean, you can afford to do all that stuff when people are coming in and using it. When mm-hmm. it's just for you, it's kind of like, well, you know, I'll yeah, make it I mean, for me. But if it's for other people, you, you, yeah. it's a business, right? You get to oh, spend no, totally. money, yeah. reinvest. Exactly. Yeah, makes sense. And even splurge. even this guy Nick was like, you know, when he has he has like uh, when they have all the the resources to do all that kind of stuff, um, it's pretty cool. They also had a new they had a, a Studio C, which is another Atmos mixing uh, Focal setup. Uh, which is also really nice. And then look at this. The subwoofers are so huge. <laughs> I looked I, I looked behind there. I was like, oh, crap. I'm trying to figure out what their setup is, though, right there. Uh, this like is another 914. Like... This is another 914. Those are wide? So the, these, two, like a, yeah. these two are just for stereo mixing. Because they, ah. they, you know, they, they also want it to be, you know. Hold on. What uh, angles are those, though? I don't oh, know. Hold on a second. I don't know. I'm just trying I to look at what the angles, angles You know what I'm saying? I mean, look, even the guy... Um, the PMC guy was like, there is no hard and fast rule. There's no certification for any of these rooms. It's there's just best practices from Dolby. And mm. then that that's it. Well, this um, is in- interesting, though, because if you look at it, they have the center and then the two look like they might be about 30 degrees or maybe 22.5. The ones that they use for stereo. Mm-hmm. But it looks like the ones to the s- left and right of those yeah. are, I don't know. They're a little bit wider. I don't know yeah, the exact these, these like where, they, wide. where they sit, yeah. but it's just interesting. And a lot of them seem to be using that the front wides. Yeah. Yeah. There are, a lot of them are using front wides. Yeah. I'm interested. I'm kind of curious about how those sound. Yeah. Um, I, like I, I told them, I was like, hey, you know, if you guys want, you know, we'll do a couple of days. I'll come back and mm-hmm. actually film them. Um, and he's like, I was in the focal room. They had different speakers as their front, their left and right. And he's like, uh, no photos here because these speakers aren't released yet. Ah, okay. So, so, was, so like, was it oh, pretty okay. fun though? Was it pretty fun? Like, you know, as far as the, the state and, you know, everything else, everything else, uh, everything else. Oh, dude, I had a blast. It was my birthday. I got totally liquored up, went and made a whole bunch of new friends and, uh, got into some shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> some, yeah. some late night shenanigans, which, uh, you guys in the after show. The after yeah. show Facebook exclusive. group, exclusive. <laughs> you guys, and I'm like, I'm in the airport. I'm just dying laughing. I'm just like, oh my god, did this really happen? Because I don't remember. Like, soon as midnight hit, I don't remember going to the other bar. There was like a concert, and yeah, I don't remember. I don't remember any, but I do remember. But what I pieced together, what's on my camera roll and my Uber receipts. So I, did, so I did go to this other spot. <laughs> But yeah, yeah so was, you have to be part of the daily hi-fi crew though to yeah. see that sort of craziness all know? that all that all that good stuff all that good i don't good know if stuff. you want to do that it's uh you've been warned yeah but here check this out so i looked it up excuse me uh pmc again i would have loved to like measure the room but the pmt guy said that they they run tuning on the room mm. um so and, and he says the speakers take really, really well to um, EQ. So I was just like, oh, okay. Well, I was um, going to say maybe next time, whenever they have it, maybe I'll roll with you and then I'll keep you out of trouble. Yeah. So, so it'll be guys, a good balance. You know what I mean? So 
so I also talked to the PMC marketing guy and I was just like, oh, well, you know, maybe when I, when I, when I move to a bigger place and I can actually put, you know, some equipment in for like a proper setup, maybe we can work on like a little trade. I'm like, I'm not asking for a huge, huge, you know, hundred percent off, but we can, yeah. you know, trade some content, uh, or like a little discount because this thing, this setup is pretty, <laughs> it's pretty expensive. Dang, it's, dang. A, oh. it's a little expensive yeah <laughs> but hey right. you know yeah. well, it's a pretty legit well it better be it's, yeah right <laughs> i better i better measure perfectly yeah I right see any issues i uh yeah that's uh, i don't know we'll see we'll see i'll see so, uh let's see here i can share some stuff some photos yeah. from my event so of course i asked everybody is it cool if i share first right so everybody's like Okay, with that. So let's see what we have here. Who's that seated down? Who's that seated down? Mm -hmm. One second. In the money spot there. Are these the towers? Are these yeah, the Elac some, towers? So it's funny yes. because I was showing the Elac towers, right? Mm -hmm. Had it connected to this NAD T778 running Dirac with mm -hmm. a Magic Beans target curve and an RSL Speed Woofer 10S speed here woofer. in the corner. Yep. Um, so yeah, uh, this is look at this guy back here. He's <laughs> you see him? Oh yeah, that, that's Mr. That's Brown, legendary Brown note right there, and he's wearing the original Hi-Fi Summit shirt, and he's holding the spatial he's holding the disc. Right yeah, that's hilarious. But over awesome. here, this is you know who this is, Shauna? That's Chris Walker. It's Chris Walker from Elac. So hilarious because he started showing demo tracks, and I'm like, Chris. You're, you're not working right now. Mm. Just want to <laughs> sit down and I'll show you some tracks. But he is actually showing us some crazy, crazy tracks with some ridiculous bass. Mm -hmm. And remember how you were saying that those speakers that they had over there at Audio Advice like sounded like crazy? Yeah. Uh, those were the Solanos. Elac Solanos. Solanos, yeah. okay. So, yeah, this was fun just because, you know, I was showing uh, <laughs> Chris Walker from Elac his Elac speakers. And actually, I, I said, you know, do, do you like DSP? Because I'm going to show you the difference with them on or mm -hmm. off. Right. And I think uh, I think he said he he said DSP on sounded better, even though he's not so much of a believer in it or doesn't prefer it, something like that. But I think it's undeniable that it sounded better. Don't yes. you? It definitely did. Uh, both rooms are well. Yeah, both rooms. He did. Yeah. So here we got we got Scott. Scottio, this dude. Look at this dude's got giant hands. By the way, he's got mitts. Yeah, he's got mitts. Yeah, yeah. So there's a, uh, there's Chris Walker, uh, Clay, Clay. So Clay in the uh, Hawaiian shirt. He was awesome. Mike Simpson he, says that's me. Was where? Where was that? Was that in the first picture? Yeah, there he is. Let's see here. Yeah, so we're just all hanging out. Uh. I can't remember everybody's names, so I apologize in advance. But you know, uh, this guy right here—he brought some uh, HSU shoe speakers. They were huge, oh, yeah. but concentric, and they sounded pretty good. I like those. And he also brought these uh, these THX uh, monolith. What are these? Three sixty-five C's. Three sixty-five C's back there. He had three of them, and then he was using them as left, center, right, um, vertically. I think. So we had this other small room. I was showing these funny little Larson speakers. Yeah, we're just all hanging out, talking. Yeah. 
There he is, legendary brown note. Uh, this was the next day. Yeah. More talking. Um, we have uh, we have this guy. He's he's from Harmon, so that was kind of cool. Oh, you know, he he works at Harmon. He brought the JBL forty three oh five. Oh yeah, I heard those. The little yeah. ones, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're 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 very good, very good. But they're small speakers, so we did a comparison between those speakers and the $178, I don't know, $180 monolith uh, yep. T5 towers, audition T5 towers. So they're least expensive T5 towers. And out of the box with no EQ, I mean, it, wasn't even, it was a joke Like to compare the two. Oh, right. right. But after EQ, after some Magic Beans, they started getting closer, except for the towers just had way more bass, as you might expect. You know, so it was kind of not fair. You know, if somebody were to come in, they'd probably choose the one with more bass just because I had more bass, mm-hmm. you know. Sure. But the top end started getting closer, you know, um, in tonality. Of course, the JBL is still better. It's just a overall, it's a better speaker, you know, nice waveguide. Everything about it is just better. But they're also using DSP. But it was just interesting to kind of go back and forth between them and hear that an inexpensive speaker like that, that didn't sound even close without DSP, could sound closer, you know. I, I think you have to within the realms of uh, you know off axis and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, on axis maybe they're very similar, mm-hmm. but off axis, you, you know, you have a, maybe like a more controlled yeah. with the wave guide, and mm-hmm. and then just the tweeter on the monolith. It's just a little bit, you know, maybe wider or something. It's just the other one was just a better speaker. You, you can't deny that when it comes to the directivity. There's no amount of DSP that's going to change that, right? That's going to fix the off-axis response relative to on-axis, things like that. But, I mean, tonally, it was they were getting very close, which I thought was cool. And we actually had to cross over the T5 towers at 100 hertz mm-hmm. to make it sound even similar. That's, that's what's kind of crazy, yeah. Otherwise, the other one just had way more bass. Um, so what did he say? He said the JBLs. So Ben says those JBLs had a similar sound signature to the JBL 305 studio monitors. Yeah, I would say, yeah, it's it's a better speaker overall, though. Yeah, you got two thousand bucks. Yeah, you got compression driver in the 4305s, where the 305s are just a dome tweeter on a on a waveguide. Mm-hmm. So um, step step up in the technology. Yeah, so those shoe speakers were the shoe CC eights, and he offered for me to review them, and I just like, I just cleared out all the space, you know what I mean? And I've asked Doctor Shoe himself if I could review speakers, and he wasn't interested. So I don't really want to go out of my way if he's just not if he's not interested. Yeah, you know, right. He just yeah. Want you know maybe he's not he's old school with that. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe he's maybe he changed his stance on that, but you know. Maybe I can call him up again and see what the deal is. Anyway, yeah, that was the event. I showed uh, the Magic Beans comparison, <laughs> you know, with the uh, the least expensive speakers that I had, which are those Monolith Audition T5 towers. Oh, I should. I don't know if I had the picture, but was it was it Ben? Yeah, I think it was Ben who won them. I have yeah. a picture of him. He's holding up the tower like a trophy. <laughs> I'll try to find that. Um, but yeah, that was it was a lot of fun. And I would say I think everybody could agree that Magic Beans made it was the shit. <laughs> uh, 
I didn't hear anybody really say like, ah, <laughs> uh, it sounds worse. It sounds <laughs> Everybody said I it sounded maybe, better, right? Maybe Larry. I think maybe Larry said that he preferred it without. So, you know. And lots of people were saying that they preferred direct over Odyssey itself. That was that was almost like across the board. Across the they board. like direct oh. over Odyssey. No, no, direct. Direct, like no EQ versus Odyssey. Yeah. People oh, really? preferred no EQ, mm. which is hilarious. That's ah, not surprising. Yeah, not surprising because mm. we actually showed the graphs also. Um, so I mean, it was just not as smooth with Odyssey right. on. So that was yeah. that's just, interesting. Just going up and down. And then uh, the guy from Harmon, Justin from Harmon, mm -hmm. uh, you know. Justin Zazzy. So Zazzy. he was uh, showing, he, you know, we're, we're comparing and he was playing some pink noise and it wasn't matching the uh -oh. pink noise that I was playing out of you guys, Wait, wait, wait. Were you guys having a pink noise battle? For real though. Yes. How nerdy <laughs> is that? We were straight nerding out. We're like, hold on, measure it again. Measure it with your pink noise. Measure it with this pink noise. And then, of course, the pink noise was different. I was right, you know. But, uh, you know, so I thought it was super nerdy. It was just, <laughs> it was just him and I kind of talking. And then I turn around, uh, and all these people are still watching, like all interested. I'm like, you guys yeah. are all nerds too. All what nerds. Bro. Yeah. I thought it was just us, but I guess there, I guess everybody was interested. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't turn anybody away at that point. I know. Everybody was like huddling around the couch. I know. Like, oh. Uh. Yeah. Kind of. Let's see. I'll try to find a video here. Anyway, what else? Any questions in the in the chat? No. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. But uh, I was I was just looking for stuff now. Now 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 I'm shopping. Now I'm shopping for. So you're shopping speakers. as we speak, like right I'm now. Shopping as we well, yeah. shop together. Then okay, here we go. Shop. Might as well. All shop. right, here we go. I typed in seven point one point four. Oh, focal. What do you think, Joe? Bro, so haven't 22. you learned by now? Haven't you learned? <laughs> 22,000. Forget the, yeah. we got to look at the measurements. Who cares if it's full count? Hey, what yeah, I know which one you can get behind. Like Joe, garbage. Joe, I know, I know what you can get behind. You can get behind. Come on. Back. Me Here, this, this, you can get behind this. Well, of this course. One. These ones. But, but that's not expensive enough. See, I know you want to go expensive. Like this will probably measure better than a lot of the other ones, but you want to go you expensive. Can, you can, you so can get down with this though, right, Joe? Yeah, I think right. they have some really expensive ones. If you go on Cali Audio's website, they have a new speaker that's oh, yeah. like super expensive. So does it measure well? Maybe. though? It's expensive. That's all that matters. Hey, look at this. <laughs> if anybody's looking for uh, wall mounts for their speakers, uh -huh. you might want to check out these kinds of things. I mean, they're two hundred bucks a piece, so <laughs> and they're made for studio monitors. But you know, they'll probably handle a bookshelf speaker, no problem. Yeah, but yeah, I know you can get behind this one. So well, yeah, that's a, that's an easy recommendation, but right? you know, I un I understand who you are too. You know, <laughs> I know you're. It's not all about what like up? measurements. Sometimes you just yeah. want that name too. I get. Oh, it. oh, how about Genelec? You not you? Genelec's oh, there we too? go. That, boom! There it is. Done. That Stop. is there. That's Stop the one right there. Fifty-one. Uh, all right. All Genelec a cheaper system. one at twenty thousand. Forget the rest. Just go. Oh, Genelec. you think I should just go Genelec? Of course. Yeah. Really? Of course. Mm. Which one do you like better, Genelec or? Neumann, you can choose between the two. Why is there a Neumann here? I don't know, but oh. Neumann also measures crazy good. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't know. 
200 for hardwood damn (laughs) anyway yeah yeah i don't know i'm not i'm not i'm not a huge fan of these weird looking speakers though but you know maybe uh maybe i can be convinced (laughs) yeah man i mean when i see those in the background of somebody's studio i know they know what's up i'm Uh, like oh this guy he's legit he is legit you know (laughs) I don't know about these other guys. If you have Focal in the background, I'm like, wow, he just likes to buy expensive stuff. He, yeah, he, likes he thinks expensive. I'm supposed to be impressive. Oh. oh, hey, we got a new member. Hey, Gooch Man562. Thank you so much for becoming a member. You're doing a lot to help us out, like paying Tim to edit. So thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Tim loves you. <laughs> thank you. Do we have yeah. some? Do we have some videos? Because you're on vacation. So he's, no. he's like, I don't have any vi- uh, videos Dude, right now. Like, like, I did. I almost didn't get to sleep because I was editing videos before like taking off. Man, that's dedication, my man Tim. Thank you. Yes. Uh, we appreciate you. You and Darla are awesome. I ended oh, yeah. up um, hanging out with them at LA. They came to see me at LAX, so I had a three-hour layover in LAX. And uh, I mean, you know, I've hung out with Joe plenty of times. I don't need to see Joe. Anymore. Yeah, yeah. So. But uh, but Tim and Darla were, were so nice. They came and uh, we hung out for like an hour, right? Yeah. Over at baggage claim. I'm like, maybe we can get something to eat. But you you couldn't get to any restaurant unless you pass through security. And the LAX, you know, they're like, uh, you can't go through security unless you have a flight and uh, you know, all the boarding yeah. pass and all that. So um, which reminds me of that scene in Bad Boys, <laughs> like you forgot your boarding pass. Right? <laughs> Do you remember that Martin Lawrence? Anyway. So does so how's Shauna act in person. Exactly how he acts on the podcast. Maybe even more so in the after show. More than the podcast itself. And how about me? Uh, you're genuine. You're you're as you are. Gen- genuine. What, like, what you get? You like so like I, oh, I don't I don't act you, this way and then and then oh, yeah. off camera I'm like, hey man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Abusive yeah, and yeah. stuff. He was abusive. <laughs> what does that even mean, dude? Abusive. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I know some people probably. That's what I try some to people do. probably try think to I'm putting on an act, but uh, I don't know. This is just. Uh, this is me unfiltered. Sometimes the hardest thing to do on camera is to be normal, actually. Because mm-hmm. once you, know, you, you you turn that thing on, I'm like, oh, this is weird. Who am I talking to? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Anyway, you know. Um, what made it easy for me was me trying to do that daily vlog. I tried to do a uh, daily vlog like Casey Neistat. My goal was one week, and I ended up doing a daily vlog for 49 days in a row. And so seven weeks. And uh, that is what allowed me to be as comfortable on camera as I am because I got so used to just talking to a lens. Like mm. I was just talking to somebody. Who do you think you're talking to, though? And uh, myself, I'm just, I, I, I don't, I don't really, I'm just talking, just talking, you know, I mean, I'm, I totally admit that I'm a chatty Kathy anyway. So, <laughs> you know, if there's this, if there's nobody talking back to me, it's even better. I'll just be like, oh yeah, let's talk to this thing, <laughs> this thing right here. Fewer interruptions, just, huh? Yeah, exactly. exactly. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, too much. But yeah, it was great hanging out with you, Tim. Um, Thank you. Yeah, it you was, and Darla are awesome. Equally so. Yeah. And and Tim showed us up showed us what's up with like good cheese. You know, he brought he sent over some of that Wisconsin cheese. Oh yeah. Like five year old cheese. Five year old better. 
some five-year-old cheese, and then I brought a grill. Darla made a grilled cheese. Sandwich, yeah. And I was like, oh, okay. It's a little bit different. Yeah, I, I got you know, to hang out with me. Now, what's that? For, I got to hang out with me for a couple of days. It's not, child. You just don't give a shit. There's that, too. That's that, too. Uh, uh, let's see. Oh, I found that picture, by the way. Okay, oh, let's see it. Let's see. There he is. There's Ben. Hey, hey winner. Holding oh, it like oh. a trophy. He won. Well, that was I awesome. Look, is that Scott in the background? I'm taking the Larson. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Trying to run off yeah. with the speaker. <laughs> look at his little. Sus. Crass. Sus. He's got the lingo now. <laughs> oh, man. That's they so all much. stayed around to help clean up and put things in one room so he didn't have Joden. Oh, dude, that was so awesome. I didn't even have to ask. Everybody like, hey, should we help clean up? You know, yeah. like, where do you want this stuff? It took me hours to set everything up uh, over a couple days. And the teardown was like 20 minutes. Like, yeah. Everybody, boom, boom, boom. So that was cool. Um, here's the a little video that I guess you were, you sent me. You were taking yep. a video of uh, when I was talking to Justin. We are kind of going back and forth because we're both know-it-all kind of dudes, you know? We think we know something. And um, Justin actually does know something. And we we're just debating. I thought I was like kind of talking to him, you know. Next thing I knew, I'm, I look back and these these dudes are actually like interested in what we're saying. So, can you see this? Yeah, you're seeing that. Mm -hmm. What are we talking about here? We're talking about binaural level matching, and it kind of it was kind of odd because it turned into like a class. Yeah, you know, at a certain point, I felt like it was like a classroom environment. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. You know, we started show, showing stuff here on the uh, projector system. So it was interesting because it just turned into different. I don't know. It was like a an event with within event an event. You know what I mean? Yep. Like various events where one moment we're talking about uh, uh, magic beans, another moment we're talking about something random. Who knows? You know. Yeah. So it was really cool. Uh, I think we should just do it again. Yeah. Maybe in a in two weeks or so. Two weeks. Oh, do it again. Larry says that. That was chatting about the two kilohertz questions. Yes, we're talking about two kilohertz and what that means with regards to to uh, the head related transfer function and spatial audio. What it means with with regards to using a phantom center. And so we started playing pink noise out of the left and right speaker and moving our head to see if we can hear a difference. You know, just yeah. just stuff like that. Anyway, uh, any questions in here? You guys have any questions? Starred? What do we have? Oh, we got the new member. Oh, Darla says, proud to be a cheesehead. You want to say anything? Oh, Darla's I, in the house. What up, Darla? We almost got your kids some cheeseheads. Oh, my God. Oh, some actual. But I, I didn't know if they'd be offended by wearing cheese on their head. <laughs> it, it <showed> a <laughs> I know. They were like, the, the five and six-year-old are like very, <laughs> they're very, they get offended easily. I don't think they're going to get don't. offended by it. I, don't, I think they would have loved that shit. Yeah, they would like running around head? with the shit on their head. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. I get to do this? Yeah. Of course. They <laughs> Hell yeah. Um, oh, oh dude. We even started like listening to, to car audio systems. Right? Yeah. That was hilarious. Listening to car. We, we went outside and everybody's like, oh, check out my car audio system. And of course, everybody has a system. Some kind of system, you know. Yep. So, 
just a good group of folks. You know what I mean? It it's very easy when you have good people. Yeah. Just everybody gets along. And that's it. Um. Oh man, Reverend Slim took it dark. All right. Kevin. You guys have any any questions for us? Any questions for Tim while he's here? Oh no. What's up, Tim? Don't don't put me on the spot. You don't want to be on the spot? No. Why? Kevin. No, you're with me, man. Yep. Everything will be okay. Dude, that's that 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 spicy. Yeah, <laughs> we went to get some food afterwards, and then uh mm -hmm. they had, you know, they have the different levels like no spicy, mild, medium, and then like super hot. And Scott chose like one of the hottest ones. I don't know yeah. if he's trying to show off or what. Yeah. Oh, dude. But I, after a while, he's like, you look at him, he looks shiny. I chose mild. <laughs> it, was like, it was glistening. He was yeah, glistening. It was, it was a little too much. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, That's dude. funny. What he said, uh, I had a bad case of the hot snakes. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. So any any questions about home audio, home theater? I'm trying to think of what else that we can talk about that was related. I think what was interesting is that we had one large space that you could see from the photos, mm -hmm. and then yeah. we had these other smaller rooms. Mm -hmm. right? And it was just very obvious how much the room affects the base. Like that was a like an unintended thing. Mm -hmm. But in the smaller room, we used the RSL Speedwolfer 10S. And in the larger room, we had the SB3000, SVS SB3000. Mm -hmm. The SB3000 is 13 inch, I think. 12, 12, they, they say 13, but whatever. Right. We'll right. say we'll but say 13. It's 12, I mean, come on. Okay. And then a uh, much more powerful, I think, 800 watt amp, something like that. Mm -hmm. And the RSL, I don't know. I don't know the exact specs on it, but it's a 10 inch sub. Imported, but small, you know, inexpensive sub. The other one's about two and a half times more expensive, I would say. And the bass in the smaller room with the less expensive RSL sub sounded way crazier. Like it sounded crazy. Yeah. Crazy, Why? crazy. Because, cray, cray. because the room was smaller. Hmm. Oh, I right. Mean, just because yeah. of that. If we would have switched subs, it would have sounded equally as crazy. But it just goes to show you can't really judge, you know, a sub, right. you know, just yeah. by itself in a room. You know what I mean? You have to take into account how large the room is, where you're sitting within the room. Because even in the big room, if I sat in the corner, then it sounded really bassy. Yeah, like where you yeah. guys were sitting. Yeah, I, I think it, where we placed the couch, it was a little a little bit of a null. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and then you move four five feet back and it was a little bit more bassy. And, of course, you go in the opposite corner and it was really basic <laughs> yeah yeah but it was tricky i didn't want the couch to be in the way of right, stuff and right. the surround speakers you know yeah didn't have a long enough cable you know we're there to just mess around it wasn't like a professional thing that we're trying mm -hmm. to do um but what are the questions here i sent uh, sent a question about rel subs chana you want to go in on that i'll i'll just where's the it was just i think it was like what do you think about the rel subs I sent in a question about the real sub. <laughs> Who was that, Bodie? Yep. Mm -hmm. There it is. Um, once, you, about once you get some... Yeah, I've had a few of them in here. The 10-inch, the 15-inch. And uh, once you get some DSP into those things, um, 
They rock. I mean, even without the disk speed, they rock. They just don't go that low, right? If this was a limbo contest, the SVS, phew, totally winning. But they look kind of nice. You know, so, you know, there's, there's, there's that. What do, you, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want, Billy P? Do you want performance? Do you want looks? How much do you want to spend? You know, I have all a question. Of things. Yes, you in the front all with right. the hat. All right. Uh, I have a question about the rail subs. Uh-huh. And... You know, they about them being more musical and faster because they don't utilize DSP. Did you mm -hmm. notice that difference in I the mean, sound the only they sound more musical? Versus I'll tell you this. Clubs? They were fast when I was driving them from storage unit to house. But uh, other than that, I don't think fast is a good way to describe a subwoofer. Um, but I, I couldn't tell a difference. <laughs> I couldn't tell a difference. Once we had DSP, I was like, oh, it goes lower. Yes, you in the front with the hat. Uh, yeah, I have another question. So, as far as DSPing the RS, uh, sorry, not the RSL, the um, the Rel subwoofer after mm -hmm. DSP because they're not really big fans of DSP. But after you applied DSP, did it still retain its musical qualities and was it still fast? Thank you. I I, I definitely thought they uh, were very musical, and even after DSP. Uh, the musicality of the subwoofers just went up like five notches. I heard angels in the low frequencies. And sometimes when I wow. hid a secret message at 200 hertz, I got to hear that too. Oh, wow. Thank you. You're very you. welcome. We got a super chat. Thank you so much for the super chat. Joe, how do you think the Monolith THX-10 compares to the RSL Speedwoofer 12? Ooh. Ooh. All right. All right. That's a, that's a very good comparison because... Uh, I think the price range is around there. The power is very similar. So let's just talk about the differences. It's easier to talk about the differences. So difference would be the Monolith THX10 uses an HDF, uh, you know, wood. So it's heavy. Like even the grill is heavy. Everything about it is heavy. So what does that mean? I don't know. I've I don't know that it makes a ton of difference. They would have went with MDF. Would have made a huge difference. I don't know. Um, Size-wise, the RSL Speedwoofer 12 is larger. And it obviously has a 12 versus a 10-inch woofer. And I would say it does have more output. Just the fact that it has a 12 and it has a larger enclosure. Mm. So, yeah. They both hit deep. You know, they're both utilizing DSP to... Be able to play down to you know 16 hertz, but when it comes to playing louder without distortion, I mean you just can't beat a larger subwoofer. But both very capable, and I think it would just really come down to whether you you know if you have other monolith stuff and if you're loyal to that brand, and if you can fit the RSL Speedwoofer 12. What else? What are some other factors? The Speedwoofer has some cool other features, like it has a remote, has that that kind of like uh, this LED readout in the front that shows you the levels. Other than that, yeah, I, I think personally, if they're the exact same price, I would, if I could fit it, if you could fit it, I would probably go mm -hmm. with the RSL Speedwoofer 12 for just the performance. But now, if you talk about a Monolith THX 12 and then the RSL RSL 12. Now it starts getting tricky. I would have to really see some uh, some 
what, CTA 20, oh, yeah. 2010 measurements to see what the output difference is between them. But I mean, they're both very, very capable. You have the THX 16. 16. Jeez. How many of those do you have? Two. Oh, my. There were two. Uh, heavy, first of all. Heavy. Is like, hey, they're using the HDF also? Yes, HDF all, right. all the way. And um, I like the finish on them. They're, they have that matte finish that uh, some of the other monoliths don't have. Mm. Mm. Um, and then uh, just the power-wise, I mean, it's, I think they're 2,000 watts. I'm running everything off of a 15-amp breaker, so I don't know how I'm getting 2,000 watts out of a sub like that. But... I appreciate their sound. How ridiculous is it? Like, have you done any like done anything a little crazy and like try them out and see what they can do? I haven't pushed them to the extremes. Do they scare you? Like, I feel yeah. Like they... Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because I got them mounted behind the couch, both of them, right now. Um, so it rumbles the couch. It's it it. You know, you have a uh, um uh. Harmony remote. I have a harmony okay. remote. All right. And every time it shakes the couch, the harmony remote lights up because it's bouncing. <laughs> yeah, so. THX stuff, monolith THX stuff is legit. Yep. But what I like about both of those companies is that they're both direct to consumer. So you get a lot of value either way. You know, they're sending directly to you guys. Ah, you can't really go wrong with either of those. Pick yep. pick the one you like the look of better. I don't know. Anyway. What else we got? Hopefully that answers your question. Thank you for the super chat as well. Damn. Damn, this uh, Genelic sub is a 15-inch sub. Oh, you're looking at one that looks like a... What does that look like to you? Like a little... Like a fan? Yeah, it looks like a fan. Looks like a fan. As It was like, it goes down to 16 hertz. I'm like, 16 hertz? It's pretty low. Uh, let's see. So with DSP for you, Chana, yep. DS, Scruff Kingman says... Well, so no, yeah, we, dude, we've been talking about it, bro. Yeah, oh. He's like, here, uh, oh, here you got to start the convo up here. Oh, here, is it milk chocolatey or dark chocolatey? And I said, I'd say it's more milk chocolatey, okay? Then he says, now more like Hershey or Ghirardelli? And I said, Ghirardelli, definitely, oh. right? <laughs> My job. Mm -hmm. Um, let's see here. Somebody asked about okay, AA Joe did. Oh, he says Joe did a great review of the RSL 12S. How would two do in a mid sized room? It depends on what your definition of mid size is because I think THX's definition of mid size would be the size of my garage. I think they'd say is mid sized. I don't know. Larger on the 3, 000, yeah. 3,000 square feet about. Cubic feet. 3,000 cubic feet. Yeah. Um, I don't know. What would you say? By 20 by 9. And I think two of them would do pretty well. You know, a lot of it's to do with place as well, though. Right? So you can have two B subs, put them in a place that's not so good. Or if your main listening position is in a null, it may not sound crazy right there. But like definitely they're capable of you know rocking the the main listening position 
if you have them placed correctly and if your uh, main listening position is set up correctly and if you have it tuned well, mm-hmm. you know, blended well with your other speakers too. Yeah, I think you could do pretty well. What else we got here? Um, Scruff Kingman says, does HDF has have less resonance than MDF? Well, theoretically, it, you know, the stiffer the cabinet, it pushes the resonance, the, you know, frequency higher. You know. Mm-hmm. So, outside, hopefully outside of the band where uh, it would even matter, you know, if you're going to cross over a sub at what 80 120 so if the resonance is super high then who cares right you're not not playing it at those frequencies although of course it could maybe resonate at lower frequencies but i don't think it's anything to worry about you know anybody have any mdf subwoofers like from svs or any of the other guys who don't use hdf have any issues where the sub is well with the cabinet making noise not often. Usually people complain about port chuffing. Yeah. Or yeah, mostly port chuffing or hearing the actual driver. Yeah. Anyway. Um have any of you been to the Westwood Village THX mm-hmm. Cinema? I have not. No. Nope. Um what else? What else we got here? We're probably going to cut this one a little bit shorter than normal just because I'm sure the guys in the after show want to want to talk. But if you do have any questions, you know, go ahead and ask. Ask away. Ask, ask away. away. Ask away. Uh, in the meantime, just a reminder that you can listen to the audio only version of this podcast at anchor.fm forward slash daily hi-fi. We have merch at shop.dailyhifi.com which is a way easier address to remember compared to Chana's favorite. If you want to become a member, (laughs) bit.ly forward slash daily hi-fi crew. Now we got to do something about that. Mm -hmm. It's okay. One of these days. Uh, Let's see here. Oh, here we go. So Paul, of course, Paul knows everything. You have a question? Show off. Doesn't doesn't matter the topic, you know. In the after show, I'm asking about coolers. You know, it doesn't matter. You have a question, Paul <laughs> or Dugan? Paul's got, Paul's got the answer. Yeah, they, they one of these guys will know the answer. So HDF is more dense than MDF at a price of weight, but if you build an HDF cabinet with no reinforcement, it can resonate just as easily. A properly built MDF will have the same resonant properties. So. It's more about the build, he's saying. I mean, I don't know. I think it was, uh, I don't know if that it was a, a great move to use HDF, but it was definitely a talking point. Like, oh man, these subs are heavy. And for a lot of people, heavy means quality, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Or, yeah, I don't know. Heavy is reliable. Yes. Heavy. If it doesn't heavy work, you can hit them with it. Mm. What movie? What movie is that? No. Aaron's not here. Ah, <laughs> if Aaron were it was, here, it was Boris the Blade trying to sell that uh, the gun to Tommy. And uh, 
What's that movie called? Snatch. Sure somebody... Oh, okay. Yeah, probably right. watch that too. Yeah, you probably. Um, have. Where's that other question here? So, no, nothing says Joe. Did you ever figure out what caused the 2K bump on the upfiring Pioneer speakers? I'm thinking about buying the Elac upfiring speakers, and they have the same bump. It's actually mm. not a bump. The 2K dip. It's a notch oh. filter at 2K. And my theory is that they did it on purpose because two kilohertz is about the frequency that's equal to the distance between your ears, right? So, you know, every frequency length is related to a certain distance, happens to be the distance between our ears, typically. And to me, that indicates that it's probably a good frequency to tell the directionality or where something is coming from. So if you turn your head, the sound might change or go away, you know, and that will let you know, oh, sound's coming from over there. Well, that's not what you want when it comes to up-firing speakers. The idea is for you to not hear where the sound is actually coming from. The idea is for you to be tricked into thinking that the sound is bouncing off of the ceiling. And that point where it's bouncing is actually the source, mm. you know. So I think using that two kilohertz dip is actually a really smart move. And something that I've only really seen on these, uh, on that old Pioneer and the Elac speakers, all designed by Andrew Jones. So maybe he knows, he knows a few things. He knows something. Yeah. I did, I did do an experiment where I EQ'd that and put the two kilohertz back up and it didn't sound as good. Like it sounded a little weird. Like I could tell the sound was coming from the uh, upfiring speaker. So I think it, it definitely makes a difference. What else we got here? Mm-hmm. Okay. What's this one? Marv thinking of buying a pair of RSL Speedwoofer 10s for 550 near my area. Very enticing to add them to my pair of PB2000s. I think that would be a pretty good match. Probably the PB2000s would uh, hit a little bit lower, so you'd have to use something like multi-sub optimizer to kind of blend them together mm -hmm. but those 10s is regularly 450 yeah uh, yeah yeah so a pair for 550 i think is a pretty good deal yeah what else we got here um yeah no nothing also says yeah he thinks that uh andrew jones did that notch on purpose really yeah mm, interesting Mm -hmm. Reverend Slim saying the dip seems intentional and the th my theory makes sense. Uh, yeah, so No Nothing says it's interesting and it makes him wonder if the up other up-firing speakers do that same thing and I don't know that they do. I don't think it's part of the Dolby spec. I could be totally wrong on that, but I'm kind of curious to see now. I'm kind of curious if anybody, and maybe I'll ask, you know, for another upfiring speaker from a different company and see if it has that uh, 2K dip. Anyway, so we're up at an hour and three minutes. You know, I don't want to keep Tim here too long. If it were up to me, I'm, you know, me, I can talk all day like Chana. Mm -hmm. That's right. So if Chana's not talking, then I, it's fine. I'll just, I'll just talk to the talk to myself all day without interruption. And then if I'm quiet, then Chana will talk. Yeah. 
I'll switch. But are you seriously shopping right now? You got those eyes of a, somebody shopping. I know. Yeah, I, I got to figure some things out. So look at them. Look at this. Look at the silly smile right there. <laughs> that's a sh- so. That's a, so for, for, <laughs> so I would need eleven of these. Eleven. Okay. Eleven. Yeah, eleven. Uh, uh, but they only have one XLR input, and the way I'm running my system now. I need two, uh, so I found this over here. Where is it? Where did it go? Uh, this thing. So I can put. So this has thirty-two inputs. So sixteen from the audio interface, and then sixteen mm-hmm. from the Marantz, and then sixteen outputs to go to each speaker. Hmm. And that's just the paltry sixteen hundred. So oh, sixteen. There's a lot of 16s right there. Yeah, there you go. yeah, so I would need something like that to keep the integrity of the system where I can mm-hmm. actually use the... Cons- I can mix on the mixing one right. and then switch over to consumer and then... And I can get stands for all of these things too. All this. Well, Genelex. But I don't know. Buy some more discs, guys. <laughs> buy, buy, buy some more discs. <laughs> yeah, man. So... um. Anything else? Anything else you want to talk about, Tim? Before we go, I think it was a great event. First of all, that you had, that we had uh, 10, 20 people each day, and and uh, I think people learned things. I think people were challenged by things, mm-hmm. including you, mm-hmm. uh, pink noise, whatever, whatever the the case might have been, and mm-hmm. all this stuff. And- I don't even those challenges. You know, sometimes people have questions, and uh, I'm, I welcome the questions. Right, you know, right, I love right. the questions because I talked to Chan about it, and it really makes makes my uh, I guess my my pitch about magic beans. Yeah. It makes you said bulletproof. And yeah, if, if somebody's going gonna go in and be like, okay, well, what about this? And you're like, oh, you know what? I didn't. Th- it's it's really just getting like another set of eyes on mm-hmm. it, right? Like uh, you can plan, plan, plan. Like when we were making the disc. Mm. You know, we got this guy, Jeremy, over here. Well, I would really like a section where I have to make Chana do like 20,000 hours extra of work. So that's one of the like favorite that 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 section, Jeremy. High five, bro. Mm. That's one of the sections people like the most. Yeah. So it's about listening, right? Sometimes you got to just humble yourself to be willing to listen and yeah. possibly be wrong. See, that's the the risky part yeah. is you have the possibility of being wrong. Mm-hmm. But what people just aren't aware of, I don't know if everybody does this, but I, I welcome it. I'm like, please show me how I'm wrong. Like, yeah, I would right. love for somebody to show me how I'm wrong because that means I can fix something or I right. miss something. I can make something better. Right. It's like it's right? something that's overlooked. Like, I, I wouldn't have thought of that at mm-hmm. all. He's not I, just playing playing lip service here because he was saying that to um chris walker and justin and everybody else that was there it's just like hey show me where i'm wrong show me show me why this philosophy doesn't work mm-hmm. so yeah and and they did have legitimate questions yep and it's good because i have the answers to those questions why because i had those same questions you know that's the thing you have to be the hardest on yourself Mm-hmm. you know a lot of times just like 
you know, of course I want to give you guys a product that's awesome, right? And that means beating out all the the bad things, you know, so that you guys don't have to try it out and say, oh, this is a problem, and then I'll go and fix it. No, I'd rather deliver it as right. good as possible, you know. So that's why it took me a while to do. Um, yeah, yeah. As far as like, you already knew the method. Yeah, you have it on your. You've had it on yep. your system for a while. Yep. Yep. So you know what it could do. I'm just trying to think of. Uh, I you know what was interesting is a lot of people seem to like have no idea what it did. And that's exactly, right. yeah, right. They're like, yeah. I heard magic beans, and I have no idea what it does. House curves, something, I, yeah, yeah, something about house curves, and uh, it's like, supposed what to make is the a house curve better? But well, how yeah. do I use it? Do I do I need anything else? Do I need uh, multi QX? Can I do it with, you know, there's a lot of questions. Yeah. And so it helped me kind of clarify, you know, to myself and hopefully to you guys what it actually does. And so mm -hmm. it's just, yeah. it's really actually very simple. It just, it's a measurement method using your phone or a computer using a U mic one or other calibrated mic where you measure in various positions and measurements that you don't typically do right and that's the key it's a measurement that certain types of measurements and certain methods of measurements that you don't typically do that helps us determine the correct target curve that's really the secret of it right and it's not going to be a secret for very long <laughs> it's not gonna i mean in a, in a week or two weeks it's not going to be a secret everybody will understand once they start to use it oh i see oh, i get it right but just know that typical calibration just doesn't do the correct measurements or enough measurements. Yeah. And so we're able to determine the actual target curve for your room, in which case you can plug that target curve into Dirac, let's say, and you'll just get a more natural sound because it's not a generic target curve. It's, a, it's your target curve. right? And so it's pretty simple. You import it into Dirac as your target curve, and that's it. If, you're, if you use Odyssey, then you would likely need multi-QX. And from multi-QX, you would import the filters instead. Not the target curve, you'd import the filters. And it would make the corrections to make your speakers sound as good as possible. And the interesting thing is we did some before and after measurements of the speaker itself. You know, before and after we did the Magic Beans calibration. And the speaker actually measured flatter or more accurately or more similar to that JBL speaker. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So that's, what's interesting. Um, so hopefully that, that kind of gives you a better idea. You know, it makes your speakers more accurate and it, it makes your speakers more accurate above the transition region. We figure out what the transit transition region should be. We equalize the base so it sounds more natural and appropriate for your room and your main listening position. And uh, it just integrates with your existing room calibration. So you don't have to really buy anything new if you already have a U mic one. You don't have to use REW, you know, just, just the app by itself. And that's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Woo. Stay tuned. Uh, maybe a week or two, I'm going to start sending out the invites for magic beans for the beta testing and uh we'll go from there cool yeah very yeah. good all right I'm, everybody I'm go in the after show
We are about to head into the after show. Make sure you become a channel member to get access to the after show and you get to hear about all the uh, stuff we can't talk about on the live show. Oh, real yeah. quick, quick, quick answer here. So Derek asked, will it work with ARC? I have not used ARC and I don't know if they allow you to uh, input PEQs, but we have different methods. So if you have to even draw out your own target curve, we just we give you various ways to you know to do that so mm -hmm. even if you have only graphic eq yep. 10 band if you have 31 band if you have some random device that we don't even know we can create we have a, a generic peq setting where it can you know export you know pretty much any combination of peqs if you have three like in the case of an svs sub we can export to that if you have 20 we can export and give you enough filters for that so it's pretty pretty flexible uh it just depends on what arc can do right you know yeah anyway that's it that's all i got all right everybody make sure you go um to what is it called <laughs> the oh, after show bitly I, yeah bit.l whatever's on your screen go there um <laughs> and of course uh did we talk about anchor fm uh yeah i did earlier Oh, you did? Okay, cool. And then, of course, the merch is shop.dailyhifi.com. Uh, for those of you not going to the after show, for those of you watching the replay on the YouTube channel, make sure you subscribe up, become a member, and come here during the main show and then get into the after show. On behalf of myself, Joe, and Mr. Tim, we'll see you guys next week. See ya. Have a great one.